Welcome back to the Nullified Take channel here on YouTube, where Kahuna and I have got the TNT takes for you on the Challenge USA episodes two and three. It's a double header. I'm your host, Chris. And uh, Kahuna, I am absolutely lit because this is going to be a massive live here today. We've got three eliminations to talk about when we didn't have a single elimination in the first week. It's a lot to get through, man. And I'm excited for it because there was so much good stuff happening. And it's, like I said last week, it's just good to have the challenge back after a bit of a break. And then we kind of get this like flood, this wave of like overdose of the challenge in one week. And I'm here for it. I even had like, for those uh, in the chat listening today, I know it's evening in the States. It's morning, Sunday morning here in Australia and New Zealand. Um, I had to fight with my daughter, my eight-year-old daughter, to get off the computer this morning because I'm like, no, we've got Challenge USA to talk about. She's like, it's not fair. Why do you get to have it? I was like, it's mine. I'm doing the TNT. It's about the challenge. It's important. Chris is waiting for me. Get out of the room. And that's how it was this morning. I had to fight for it like I was a CBS slash Big Brother participant against the vets. Yeah, so you were in the arena this morning and only one person <laughs> was going to survive and Kahuna ended up. The BK got out of the arena. He's not eliminated this week. He is still with us chatting about the challenge. It, it was a hall brawl. But one person's still here and one person's not, right, Chris? So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's all that matters. It doesn't have to be pretty as long as you get out on the other side. Uh, Pete, welcome back to the live. Andre Lee, welcome back to the live. Patricia, welcome. Kiwi Skirt, welcome back to the live. And Willie, and also Danica saying, finishing up Traders NZ episode two, be there ASAP. Okay, well, you know, take your time. Just get in whenever you can. There's a lot to talk about. Uh, but, you know, like I said, very exciting episode. We ended up ended it on a cliffhanger we weren't sure who was going to go into the arena for episode two and all likelihood i think it was like 60 12 12 balls were for the men four balls were for the women in the hopper but a woman's name gets pulled and michelle fitzgerald needs to get her hands dirty very early on here in the episode she goes up against rookie amira and i think an elimination challenge that could have gone either way. There was about like four balls in between them. They were dunked up and down into the swimming pool where they had to like get all these balls out of the water. And Amira did really well here. Like, um, mm. you know, like we I, I ranked Amira very low in the power rankings that I did with Reality Realness. Um, obviously, I had to because she left early. I just felt like she got beaten by experience. But to go up like that against Michelle, who's been in eliminations before, who's won eliminations before, um, not not a bad uh, start for her. You know, obviously going out first here. But, you know, Johnny Bananas, biggest challenger of all time, went out first in his rookie season. So do you sure. see something for Amira here? Do you think she's got a future on the challenge? Do you think we'll get her back? Uh, I mean... I'm not sure. Like, I don't think she's given anything. Were, were this a regular flagship season of um, the challenge? I don't know if she's got anything that has kept her to come, like, convince the producers to bring her back. Um, but when you're dipping into that CBS pool, it's a, it's a little bit, you know, they've got so many shows to fill now. They need lots of participants. They need them from different areas. There's a chance that having that Big Brother connection, having been on the show twice already, she could, you know, she could be... He could come back just to be again a number to be fodder to make up the 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 crew like <clears throat> I mean with that challenge I was I mean I was happy to see Michelle come back I don't have the the link the connection with Amira and I and 
you're a fan of Michelle. I know I've, I, I've yeah. expected her to do well this season, and I think she rebounded well from that. Um, I'm just glad that we actually got, like, I don't know why. We were saying this pre-show. You hate the cliffhanger episode as far hate as it. will they hate it. And the fact that they were doing two episodes in one weekend, essentially, or four days apart, I don't know why they did that to edit. And then in the second episode, do two challenges, two eliminations and a daily and just clog it all in there while keep the first one a little bit looser. It's interesting choices, but they didn't like tease it out. Like we've seen seasons where they're like get into a habit of doing yeah. the cliffhanger episode and then ma- making it up. And then it almost becomes elimination daily versus daily elimination. Um, but they, they've seemed to ride the ship early. They teased us with the first episode and were like, oh, no, are they going to start doing the cliffhanger thing? But they got it back. They put a challenge that we've never seen before. Didn't I don't think it translated well to TV. That's why it went really fast. They kind of just rushed through it. But it was an interesting challenge. It was fun. I think the worst part about it, Chris, the funniest thing, and I'm noticing this more and more this season with the other challenges, the dailies, that sort of thing. Yeah. They're standing there triple layered, man. There are people with beanies, full. Yeah, they're, they're cold. They're cold there. They're not doing those seasons where it's like warm all all time. It's cold as hell. And then well, we've like, had other seasons like that. Make you it, yeah, absolutely. But they don't often be made a tea bag in the and just dunked. In <laughs> yeah, the yeah, water. and the water over and over. Just waterboarded. Just torture. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so we're going to talk fun. more about them. We're going to talk more about them being cold soon because obviously the daily and this last episode looked horrible as well, knowing that it was cold out there. But yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. I don't think for me personally, I, I don't think it was a bad elimination. To me, it was entertaining to watch them get uh, dunked back up and down. The only thing that kind of looked weird on TV was it looked like they were being dunked in slow motion. And I don't know if that was just um for safety reasons or if that was just the camera work and they slowed down the donkey motion i was kind of thinking they were going to let them fall it's into violent. the water a bit more so that they're <laughs> like lost and having to get their bearings when they're in the water to try and get the balls you know so the way that they were doing it it, it seemed like they were using um kitty gloves with them and making sure that they're not hurting anyone out there which is you know we we want safety first like you know what am i saying we want safety first but uh in that sense it looked a bit strange i don't again this is what i love about the challenge i've been saying it here for weeks and weeks uh in the previous challenge usa the previous world championship that we've covered i like the fact that the challenge consistently innovates kahuna like they're consistently bringing new things to the show like at one season to the next season elimination one doesn't look the same that's what makes survivor and i'm the biggest survivor fan for those that are in here in the live today that are also survivor fans survivor is lazy right now like the Mm -hmm. every season feels the same like the twists are the same the challenges are the same you know the challenge is bringing it when it comes to the creative department and taking risks with new and innovative things in the arena new and innovative things um, when it comes to uh, the daily challenges and that but the biggest um bit of action that happened here as michelle is called in to go down she calls out amanda and she's like i know you had something to do with this you know screw you amanda which leads into this massive fight back in the house when they go back to the house uh amanda is like you're big dog you're big dog you know but you're not going to be a big dog when you're back in the house and michelle kind of you know i'm a big michelle fan but she does kind of go back into her shell and she didn't look like she wanted that heat that amanda was bringing to her in the house Amanda's a lot, man. I, I would, I would like go back into my shell if Amanda's just like you become a small dog, whole... bottom dog. Man, she's just 
like she's just annoying. Like she's one, she's just so much nonstop right in your face. And even if you're not like intimidated or scared or like, you know, it's not like she's winning. You're just like, what am I supposed to do with it? Like I'm bored by that. That's just like you. So it's screaming at a wall. Like you can't win. You can't, she's just going to scream louder. She's just going to scream crazier. And the best thing to do is kind of let her, you know, run out of steam a little bit and okay, whatever. I, I don't think anyone in the house like listens to her. You know what I mean? Like they hear it cause it's fun. They'll, they'll watch it. Like dusty watches bananas in his sleep. Um, but like the rest of the house is just kind of, you know, paying attention. Whereas, and you can't help it. I, I don't think there would be any benefit for Michelle to get into the dirt with Amanda on that level like that. Like, no, yes. She would, Amanda would drag yourself, it down yeah. there. Amanda would drag it down there and beat her with her experience because yeah. I don't think Michelle has ever been down at that level, you know? So, uh, but I think Amanda, yeah, I think having Amanda back is exactly what you were just saying, that she is an example of Bunham Murray being risk takers and trying to, like, I know she's not new. Mm. She's been there forever, but they know that she adds that level of volatility. The fact that they even have this show format in the first place, the All-Stars, the USA 2, the World Championships, the different things, this is a sign of them doing things a little bit differently. Survivor you've sort of railed for a while now that they're going the other way, that it's a little bit too subdued, the same type of characters, not as much on the drama, not as much on the fighting, and they've lost a little bit of edge. Whereas, I want independent um, thinkers. I want yeah, independent whereas, thinkers playing this game. You know, that's why Danny McRae last season was my man. Like, I was behind him because he was playing his own game. He didn't care what anybody and, – and this is why – Alyssa Lopez this season, I'm gravitating towards her. Now, do I think she's going to do well in the challenges? I don't know. She's actually struggling quite a bit so far this season. I don't know if it's because the level of competition is that much higher compared to the first season that she was in. But I like the fact that she is bringing it and she's playing her own game. She's not playing a scared game. And, you know, you're right. Amanda definitely has that spiciness about her. I ranked her very low, which a lot of people... I think when they looked at the rankings on Reality Real, they probably thought Chris is not uh, someone who likes Amanda. I like Amanda. I keep my feelings about, like, I like the controversial characters. I like the people that make me feel a certain kind of way because they they make the show spicy. They make the show something entertaining to watch. Uh, the, the big problem for me is I, I just don't see Amanda setting herself up here for a long game. Like, right throughout this, we, yeah. we know she's going to be under fire because she's out with the numbers. She's making an enemy out of Michelle. Michelle maybe wouldn't be able to go head-to-head with her in a verbal confrontation, but I think that when it comes to the social strategic game, having the numbers... Amanda's got no one, and she's not even showing loyalty to the vets this season. So yeah. I don't know where she's going to end up. I do want to bring up a couple of comments before we go too far down the rabbit hole because a lot of people have been active here in the live. Uh, Peter's saying, looks like I was wrong about the hopper being switched each week for genders after week one. Now I'm really excited to see what happens. I'm, I am as well. And I think that yeah, that's something that people will have to – Yeah. Well, there's a potential. Like we saw two women back-to-back weeks. Because it is completely ra- – if it is random, if production's not – putting a finger I think on it's the scale random. a little bit. It looks, it is it random, looks legit. Like there is the potential that it could be female, 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 female. As long as there's one ball in there every time, you could go through a season. Like everyone knows the odds on roulette. Like every time, even though you think the law of averages would say, I'm not going to get black a hundred times in a row. Right. Yeah. But every time you spin a ball, it's the same odds every single time. Right. Like, I mean, 
as long as there's a ball in there, there is the outside chance that it could really mess up production. Like I thought they would do the alternating as well. I'm yeah. fascinated to see how it plays out because there's a chance here it might not work out well for, you know, one gender over the other. Yeah, I, no, I agree. Let's read a few more comments here coming in. Danica saying, okay, I'm pausing traders. Too much time left on it. I'm all about the challenge and what is going on. Uh, we, we love to have you here, Danica. Uh, Kiwi Skirt is saying, loving it all so far. Paulie was a nice surprise, liking the change in him and didn't care for his return originally. And listen, I'm not going to comment on it right now because we'll talk about Paulie a little bit later on because he obviously plays a big part of the second episode. Uh, but thank you for that comment. Pete uh, saying, right, never thought I would be a fan of Paulie. Now I'm rooting for him going forward. Uh, we'll keep our comments for now because we will bring that up later on. Uh, Kiwi Skirt is saying, challenges and limbs are way better than they've been in recent seasons. Seasons too. For, uh, very excited for more. Again, love the creativity. Uh, Dedica saying, by the way, Chris and Kahuna, thanks for the shout out. Uh, love from Kahuna and Maki the other day. Traders live. You all warmed my heart with that. Uh, listen, Dedica, we appreciate you so much because yeah, you're, yourself and, and 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 some of the others like Andre Lee and you know Willie, who's been with us for a long time, but specifically yourself and Andre Lee, I see you on everything. Like you guys are jumping in on all of the streams, and we really appreciate that. We appreciate everyone, but we could clearly see you're you're going down this journey with us, watching traders. So we really appreciate the fact that that might not even have been a show you watched before following our channel. So we really appreciate that. And Andre is saying, "Rip to Survivor South Africa." There's a, a live coming up with myself and Mucky this week, Andre. Where We'll talk about Survivor South Africa, everything that I know so far, and also my comments on Survivor South Africa and if it will ever return back to our screens. Um, so many good comments coming in here. Chloe saying Amanda is like a chihuahua, ankle biter. <laughs> That's true. Lauren is saying Amanda is like a chihuahua, very small, loud, and very loud. Um, so a few people thinking the same way there. Uh, Fury Tiger Wolf is back in the house. Hey, Fury. Saying, hey, challenges, the drama is real with a couple of L's there. And that is so true. Uh, but yeah, a lot of good comments coming in here. I'm going to try and pull as many people up as I can. Reality, realness <laughs> in the house with three S's. I'm here too. I want my flowers. Reality, realness. Happy I'll flowers. always bring you flowers. I feel like I need to bring you flowers to apologize for ranking uh, Amanda as low as I did in the power rankings last week because you were coming for me after that, um, you know, but it's it's all in good fun. And if you haven't checked out the rankings yet and you're seeing this, go check out Reality Realness with three S's. I featured on there with Angel Cake Drew and we did our power rankings for episodes one and two. It was a lot of fun. Uh, okay, so the day oh, before we go into the daily, there was one more thing I wanted to bring up. You know, Bananas coming into the season, Kahuna, people were low on him. They said he's not bringing much from an entertainment standpoint. He's over the hill. Obviously, we know what's going to happen in the next episode. But we won't talk about that yet. But just up until this point in the show, immediately he shows why he's getting called back over and over. Because as Amanda and Michelle is fighting, he is sitting on the sideline saying, Fessy, Fessy, come get your girls. Like, you know, he's just <laughs> dropping that in there. And Fessy's like, I'm staying the hell out of this. And this is what Bananas does. He's a seasoned campaigner. He knows how to create drama. He knows how to create TV. Sometimes... I want to strangle him because I hate what he's doing on the show. And I think he's a little bit full of himself, but other times he brings this and I'm like, I get it. I get why you're there. I like that. You said he's a bit full of himself. Like <laughs> He's so full of like, I'm a big fan of, of bananas. I think he's the goat. I do have him above TT and Jordan at the moment. I think he will be surpassed. And I'm seeing now, I feel like even though he's still performing at a very high level for the game and for television product as a whole, um, I think we're seeing the signs now. 
um, of the of the the downward slope. And for me, the big thing last week, it still sits bad with me, is that Josh got the toast over bananas, and the fact that bananas is hey, now. <laughs> did you see what I mean, Drew did with Josh in his power rankings for the week? Yeah, that's what I mean. That's why. I mean, after episode one, they kind of made him feel like he was the new <laughs> the bananas as far as the show goes. But bananas, yeah, I don't know if he's going to have the same place in and prominence, especially in a show like USA versus flag, flagship. I think they want to make CBS a thing, but he can't help doing the right thing to get camera time, doing the right thing, throwing out the right lines, working with the producers to give them what they want and what they need. Like those funny lines when there's fights going on, like when there's drama, he's almost an instigator or at least a listener and part of it. Um, and you know, he, I think he, he got a spotlight in episode three, maybe not one that he was particularly pleased about, but he performed well. And I think he has a, he's always going to, especially when you look at the men on this cast, Chris, there's, I don't see a lot of challenges to the challenges. I think, you know, like who, who has a path here to get past a bananas and a Wes and, and the likes that are really good. I, I'm not sure. Um, I think the mm. women, very different story in the CBS crew versus the vets, but the men seem to be a, a lot more wide open as to what they can do. And when you have someone as savvy, as experienced and as good as bananas, um, who has the chance we saw beating poorly has the chance to win out. If he keeps getting thrown in, he is dominant in challenges and he's, there's a large portion of this cast that doesn't have the experience in the, in the arena. So there's a chance he could go quite far. It's not necessarily because of the way he's set up, but more on his shoulders and his own performance, which is not a position he's been in in recent seasons. But yeah. after the after the taking the money from Sarah thing, remember he was always yeah. targeted, the young bucks, everything. And he's it's almost like it. it's come back to that. It's almost like it's come yeah. back. He's used to it, but he's he's a lot older now. Like he said, you know, he's a, he's an old man playing a young man's game. Or what was that line? I'm 40 years old playing a young man's game or something like that. Um, and it's hard not to talk about it while we're talking about Bananas. So I'll just bring this up. What I don't like about Bananas is complaining. Like, stop whining like a little, you know, it's probably going to say the wrong thing, but stop whining. You know, like it, it annoys me because you're a seven-time champion. What do you expect when you're coming into these games? The fact that you're getting targeted, you should look at it as a massive compliment because people don't want to go up against you in a final. They know you've got the mm. the competence and the ability to win a final. So own that. You know, if the strategy doesn't go your way, if you're annoyed because new people are coming into your game and they're schooling you on your game, you know, don't get angry or annoyed with it. Get even. Like win in the arena, win the dailies, show a different side of you that is that fighting spirit you know you have, which the verdict for me is still out. I know you're saying that bananas, the downcline, the, the the down the decline has started. How can we say that when he's still in the game? Like if he makes the final yeah. this season, if he gets there, I think you should put respect on his name because it's not going to be 100%. an easy road for any of these vets. So as long as bananas is in the game, the verdict is still out of my mind in regards to if the decline has started, if he should hang up the boots and walk away from this thing. Uh, I, I do like what so, he's bringing with you. Go ahead. On a, on a season like this, then, similar to how we were saying on Survivor Heroes versus Villains, for Haley to get far, for George to get far, it means that they are amazing because they should be taken out first, right? 
And we've we've been saying like this season specifically seems, and we're seeing it play out, that is definitely geared against the vets. They're, they got the, the number minority. They're coming in where there's certain uh, packs of people that are genuinely um, aiming for them. They're not stuffed up by last season where we had the a legend paired with a with a world championship person. So it was kind of mooted like you had protection and Tory stopping Danny and blah, 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 right? There's none of that this season. If those teams get together and decide where they want to put votes, it's going to happen. And they're outnumbered. They're, they're outplayed at the moment by the likes of Alyssa, the likes of Desi. And you're right. If they, if bananas, get, like if any of those vets get to the finals, when they have such a small minority now, it's going to be pretty impressive, isn't it? Yeah, a hundred percent. And and I'm all here for it. I'm loving some of the stuff some of the vets are doing, which we'll get into when we talk about the second episode. But before we get into the daily challenge, I don't normally do it at this time of the life, but I'm going to put it up right now. Subscribe to the channel uh, if you're loving this content. If you like a little bit of a global perspective on the channel, since both myself and Kahuna are Australian based, uh, you know, consider subscribing. We've got a different, I hope, a different set of opinions and comments that we give you each week here on the challenge. And we've got so much more on the channel. We do traitors. We do survivor amazing race is coming back very soon uh and we're hoping to add more and more show shows to the channel as we grow we're about 50 subscribers away from 2000 subscribers which is a massive goal for us here on the channel when we hit 2000 we'll do a very special live to celebrate the fact that we uh have gotten there and thank you so much to everybody that has supported since day one uh your support like i said earlier is much appreciated but let's talk about the daily challenge here this was a very athletic daily challenge they had three platforms raised in the air they had these uh poles that they had to um you know go from one side to the other side you know outside of turf having a little bit of experience uh, at, at using a pole not not in a professional life but in her personal life um i don't think many people had any experience of what they were doing up there and a lot of people were found uh short was there any shocking people for you out there where you thought they would have done a lot better in this challenge for me personally you know uh, a big guy like Fessy falling early josh for instance you know having popcorn muscles he's worked really hard and and i give credit to it it's not easy to change your body the way he has but both of them struggled very early on cassidy for instance she fell uh off the 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 obstacle very early on as well yeah. and she was good she was good in survivor at winning immunities uh were you sort of shocked or impressed by anyone specifically on this day challenge and what did you think of the daily challenge in general i love the daily challenge it, it combined <clears throat> endurance with communication and teamwork and all that sort of thing that i love it was like um i know we've got people in the chat chris that'll be fans of the fact that it's it, it brought back it gave old school challenge vibes the first 10 however many seasons of the challenge a lot of the things they did they just hung on stuff endurance-wise. It was very simple. Hang on this out on the water until you can't anymore, right? Um, yeah, there's exactly – well, there you go. I was about to call out Bananas in my point here, Chris, because Bananas is plenty of years left in the tank. He got from one side to the other faster than anyone and with ease because, like you said before, you put a challenge in front of Bananas, he goes, I've seen this one before or yeah, a variation – or a very yeah, he knows that, and we've seen it in past seasons where he'll look at a game and see where the loophole is, see where the shortcut is, see where the meta is, and take advantage of it. And bananas using that every bit of experience he has, every bit of smarts he has mixed with obviously some physical capabilities there. But the other one for me as well was Desi. 
competing twice, finishing twice. They had um, the men on the green team all drop. The only ones that came through were the women. Um, and Desi looking powerful. I, I said the the season preview. And Amanda. That, yeah. Amanda. I, I, I mean, Amanda like, too. I mean, yeah. She's going to use that Amanda, forever. Yeah. But listen, like that Tory Amanda, Phil as well. <laughs> with, with the muscle pulling Tyler up with Desi. You know, Ty- Tyler is someone that's physically very fit. And I've got Andre asking me, Chris, would you have struggled on it? You know, instinctively, I would back myself and say I could do it because I've done a lot of obstacle course races where it requires you to uh, swing rings and 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 do monkey bars and do all these upper body type of workouts and that. But Tyler is very fit, so it shocked me that someone like Tyler struggled as much as he did. And I wonder because you know, Kahuna, you never watched Tyler's original season, but Tyler is a team player. He's all about getting the team across, similar to what we sort of saw Paulie evolve into um, in the second episode. So I wonder how much he helped his team and helped his girls in the middle exerting energy to the point mm. maybe that that is why he was struggling as much when he got to the other end. And another thing that we should call out, even though, Chloe, you mentioned Bananas was very impressive, which I do not disagree with. He had the momentum. Bananas did not help anyone. <laughs> he was like, I'm getting from one side to the other side and I'm wasting as little as possible energy. So... I think that there is, there's some people with less experience like Tyler and them that probably helped some of the girls some or even the guys out there trying to get them from one side to the other side that by the time they got to the other side, they were very gassed out. And, you know, we even saw it with Paulie being gassed out because Paulie's frame being a smaller guy, this normally fits the smaller guys. Like the bigger guys, it's impressive for someone like Chris Underwood to get from one side to the other side. We spoke about him last week being six foot three or something like that. He's a big boy. Um, to get his frame from one side to the other side was very impressive. And then obviously the Survivor Boy is pulling it out because Seabass himself, he also gets from the one side to the other side. But the girls definitely impressed me. Desi going out there twice. That was impressive. Uh, overall, I was extremely high on this uh, daily challenge. I really enjoyed it. Uh, and Lauren here, calling out Sebastian as the surprise of the episode. He didn't strike me as particularly athletic. He is actually really athletic. Like if I remember from Survivor, he, he's he got a really lean frame. Um, so he, he seems like someone that would do well at these kind of things. And he's quite active, you know. Um, so I, I wasn't too surprised personally. But then again, I've watched this season uh, as well. Any other thoughts here on the daily? Because obviously at the end of the day, we're going to have – um, which team was the team that won this one? I forgot. It was Desi's team. It was the blue team, right? The absolute green. green team. Sorry. Desi's team uh, does end up going through, right? Towards the end. That, that were the team that yeah. won this. So the green team Maybe ends up pulling it through. Amanda there, obviously. <laughs> obviously, obviously Amanda helping Tyler up. Like if, It wasn't even close. Wasn't it something like six points or something for them with the closest team being three? Yeah. I feel yeah, like yeah. it wasn't even close. It wasn't yeah, even close. It wasn't good. People, I, I didn't, when you look at it, I didn't think it was going to be as big as a struggle as it was. Um, I thought you could simply just, you know, go from one to the like not knowing what it's like at all. I've never been on anything like that. I think just the height would freak me out over the water. Um, but I, I thought it would be a little bit more simple than what it's shown to be. And again, it shows that the challenge is going back to old things that work and using it in a new way that turns out to be a very cool challenge and, and quite challenging for the competitors as well. No, I agree. And going back to the house, this is where you see uh, that I think this is the reason why a lot of people, there's a lot of, you either hate her or you love her when it comes to Tori. I know you're someone that leans to lean towards you. You like Tori a lot. You've always Mm -hmm. stood up for her. I mean, she's a competitor on the show from a competitive side. You've got to give her her flowers. She's won the show before she's getting to the finals quite often. But I think that 
for the people who don't like Tori, there is an element of fakeness that comes across from Tori on these shows where, you know, she doesn't seem like she's got a backbone and she she will go wherever the power is on that week. And she tries to sweet talk Amanda here. But Amanda is very, very straight up with her. And again, you have to appreciate this about Amanda where she says, listen, I, I, I you know, I'll think about working with you, but I, I'm not going to promise you anything. I'm not like, especially after the blow up with Tori being in the hot seat here. She's like, I'm not one of your fake friends. I'm not going to pretend to be a friend. We've never been friends. And I like the realness about Amanda a little bit more than Tori. Uh, and it was funny to see Tori, like, I mean, how desperate she is right now to try and get Amanda on her side when she knows Amanda and her, they've never been tight. First of all, I want to say me and Chloe X. We're together on this, okay? <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, and I want to say to this, Chloe, um, for me, I believe that all opinions are welcome on this podcast. Like, even if I don't like necessarily like Tori, and I'm, I've got a love-hate relationship with Tori. She annoys me 60% of the time, but then 40% of the time, I'm just like, I love a big, bold strong woman you know and she she does end up <laughs> she does end up doing really well on some of those challenges so for me i we don't take ourselves too serious on some of our opinions and i feel like in the community we should be tolerant for all the different takes out there some people are going to be tory fans that's okay you know i was for a long time kuna i was the only one that was saying i was a big cara maria fan on the podcasts because Everybody hated on Cara Maria. So I became, now I'm Cara Maria's number one fan when it comes to podcasts because people were hating on her for having a backbone after years and years of being tortured on the challenge and being bullied. Finally, yeah. she started kicking back and suddenly people didn't like a strong female standing up for herself. And I was like, what the hell? So everybody's takes are welcome here. If you love Tori, go all out, fly your Tory flag. That's all good with me here. But I still find it funny that Tori was scrambling in this episode. No, I, 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 she had to though. I'm not as big a fan of Amanda. I appreciate what she brings to the show that you need that friction in order to create drama. And she is the primary source of that this season. It's like Amanda versus everybody. Um, but I, I feel like she's a little bit one note. Like, well, this is what I'm saying, Willie. That's one of the reasons why I like Tori. Like, I wouldn't like a person that comes in every single season, develops these relationships, and then just flips on them over and over. She goes through the same thing. And regardless, of, again, this is my thing, regardless of whether or not you like it or not, or whether you think it provides good television or not, she is a gamer and she gets to the end. And I think looking at this female cast, despite being against the numbers, despite being like she, I, everyone knows that she probably would have, like we're going to talk about the elimination, but she was dominant. Not like yeah. one. She was dominant. Talk about it. Go. And she could she could do this to anyone in here. Maybe ex well, except for Desi, I'd say Desi is right. Like maybe even is dominating Tori physically. And also, she just looks she's not she's not dominating Cara Maria like that. She's not dominating. Uh, no, Laurel there, like there that. are a lot. But she's, I'm saying in this not, cast and this one and this one, yes, in this cast for sure. Amanda is just a little bit, for me, that, that interaction is a little bit one note. Like in the first episode, Amanda barking like a chihuahua mentioned before was cool. Three episodes of it, of the same thing. I'm not your friend. I'm not like Tori wasn't asking to be your friend. She's asking to work together because we're mm. vets. We're outnumbered. You're going to get destroyed by this alliance. At least I'm seeing it because she sat in that 
conversation in the the nomination after winning when Alyssa L just bodied her ran in circles mm. like maybe it's not about you Tori <laughs> like like mm. she's now similar to what we said about bananas from being in such a comfortable position with the vacation lines for seasons back to back to back season she's now done five in a row to going in a point where she's now struggling I'm hoping this might be a slight I know the hate for Tori is strong out there but could this be like what you're saying, the Cara Maria, the, if you're not in the power, if you're uh, underdog fighting against the thing and if she comes out, does this become a bit of a redemption arc for a Tory? Do people put respect on her name if she does well in a season where she really should not? Yeah. No, I, I think it's it's highly possible that that could happen. And I was just thinking back at... I think it was War of the Worlds 2 when she and Jordan were thrown in every single elimination and people were loving Tori back then and the fight mm. she was putting up and the fact that she was, you know, sort of, um, you know, proving that, that that she was a battler. And it was before, like, I feel like we as a fandom, sometimes when someone gets too good at the game and they get to the final too consistently and they have figured out the numbers and they make the game boring, we, we really hate on them instead of appreciating the the strategy that they bring to the game the fact that they have locked it down we should be hating on casting and production for consistently putting tori's friends out there on the show with her so that it's easy for her to get to the final i don't hate seeing tori in this position where she's not getting things her way it's actually fun to see players like west tori and bananas having to scramble and work from the bottom but you bring up a very valid point with amanda and this is why I ranked, and this is why I feel justified, even though I love what Amanda brings to the show from, uh, like, she just knows how to poke someone to get a reaction. And I, I love that about her. Like, I love the fact that she brings that sauciness to the show. The, the, the thing that she's not doing well is she doesn't get the numbers game. She doesn't understand the strategy side of it, because what she's doing right now is burning bridges when she does not have many bridges to jump on when uh, you know the island she's on is gonna gonna uh, sink away into the water and and she doesn't even realize it she's like a frog in boiling water right I think now she cares. not realizing and maybe she doesn't care because she knows it's like she doesn't a, care eh? she's a big enough character to know that she's going to come back in the future and that's another problem i have with the challenges that people can play for future seasons or not care about the current season because they're no after a certain amount of callbacks they're now a, a regular with a guaranteed paycheck to just show up because i'm sure that the that the vets get some sort of an appearance fee just for being there in the first place they do and it's based on seniority the number of seasons you've done increases the amount that you get paid so bananas gets paid a fortune every time he turns up because he's been on so many seasons so amanda by the way amanda is the new parent of the challenge there's been a few Corey's hold that held that belt for a couple of seasons now that everything he does is for his kids and that's that's Amanda now. She's like, I'm doing it for my kid. But what she doesn't say, or maybe what they leave out of the edit, I'm not sure. But the subtext is, I'm here for my kid, but it's not to win. I'm literally here for the paycheck. I'm turning up so I can get paid for my kid. It's not to win the money at the end. It's not the 250. She's got no chance, and she knows it. She's not playing the strategy. She's not playing the game. She's playing the cameras, and she's playing the producers, and she's getting paid and keep getting them checks. Yeah. Um, I also want to, just before we, we continue down this rabbit hole of Amanda and Tori, which I'm sure we could do a whole podcast just on that on its own. Um, and the fessy of it all, I'm seeing the comments, you know, staying well and truly out of it and staying in his room, uh, doing a smart man, but 
like a few commenters said, he's probably not worth it, even for Michelle and Amanda both to be fighting over him. Also, uh, by the is... way, that whole thing makes Amanda look the worst. Yeah. Because they're like, Fessy's a piece of crap and he's not worth it. But I'm the one fighting you over the fact that you, you got with him. And, and I think Amanda was the only one that genuinely tried. Like, Tori has come out on camera and said, that was a mistake. That was a stuff up. I don't know why I went with Fessy. Shouldn't have happened. Amanda's the one who's like, actually tried to date the man, which is just insane to me. Um, so she's the one that's looking bad. You're upset about these other women, about this loser. Instead of taking it out of him, you're taking it out of them. She's the one that looks like petty and bad and being like, you know, judgmental because someone took your man kind of thing. Like it's it's so small for adults. It's weird. All right, let's let's walk away slowly from this hot topic of the Fessy, Amanda, Tori, you know, like I, I've already spent too much time on it. I'm losing brain cells right here, Kahuna. Let's move on to something that I really love about the woman of this season. The woman of the season, you know, who runs this game? Girls, really, at this <laughs> point, because it is, you know, Michelle, uh, Desi, Michaela, Tiffany, you know, Alyssa Lopez, all these big brother survivor women um, with a sprinkle of Michelle somehow getting her, her feelers in there as a previous survivor player as well. They come up with a plan. They Like, Michelle's a smart girl. She does the numbers. I said she would on the rankings. She does the numbers. She looks at who potentially could have gone against her in the vote in the previous um, episode. And she figures out it's probably Janae. So they come up with a plan to have Janae and Tori potentially go head to head so that they can target the vets here, which seems like the obvious thing to do with these rookie girls. But I'm really impressed with the strategy part of how these rookie girls are coming together and running the game at this point, because the men, where are they? What are they doing? Like there's no strategy at the moment with the men. The women is all the strategy this season. Yeah, absolutely. And, and they're running it. Like what a combination. Desi, first of all, getting the, the draft pick, and then choosing Michaela, choosing like she she seemed to like handcraft a team that she knew that she wanted to bring together and work towards. And then because of the relationships, the secret. By the way, the secret garden is. We've seen some like alliance names and room names and stuff. Is easily the closest to being a gross euphemism, like female <laughs> genitalia. And the fact that it was the the women's room. Just add so much. I was like, "What is? Is that on purpose?" My Are mind, my mind did not go there. Guna. My mind did not go there. <laughs> yeah, that's just me. That I apologize to our listeners. <laughs> that's my fault. But yeah, Desi, Michaela, like Michaela's gotten in trouble before. I mean, on other shows about how much she plotted and how much she was scheming and wrote down numbers and, and really trying to figure out the strategy. And she's come to a place where it's seemingly working out for her. Um, Michelle, absolutely smart, smart survivor move. I don't mean survivor as in actually is a little bit survivor going where the numbers are and the majority and stuff and, and finding yourself with the votes. But I meant as someone to survive, to get through to the next and, and, find the best place for her she came off a challenge uh elimination she won and then she goes obviously i've struggled with the vets for seasons now or uh, multiple yeah. seasons um and she's she actually calls herself or, or uses the term rookie she's like with the despite being in previous seasons we would have seen someone after two or three seasons 
firmly entrenched in the vets. She's yeah. she's she's with the rookies. She's seeing the writing on the wall. She knows that that's where the path is, and that the vets have a much harder road ahead. And she's kind of glommed onto it in one of the smartest moves. Yeah, because you look at Casey and um, Amber coming back in World Championship as legends of the game, you know, and I mean they've played like three or four seasons each, so yeah. it's it's not like they've been there forever. So it's interesting because Danica brings this up in the comments as well, and she says, "I don't understand why Fessy, Josh, Michelle, Paulie, and even Michaela aren't being considered vets. They were all on the flagship. They've done more challenges, uh, challenged in CBS shows. They should be worried. Michaela, I understand because she was barely there like and got eliminated. Yeah, like sh she's a rookie through and through. But the likes of Efesi, Josh, Michelle, and Paulie, they were all slipping under the radar. That's why when I did my power rankings, I had them all very high because they had that experience of having done the show before, knowing what's coming without the heat coming their way. And I think that's what's making Josh concerned for the future game because you kind of see Josh leaning towards the vets a little bit. He probably knows at some stage the rookies could turn on them next when the other experienced players are gone in the game, which is very, very interesting. But um, another thing here just before we, we move on is um, the nominations. You know, West tries his best here, Kahuna, to get what he wants. He uses interesting logic, like why are we doing the house's dirty work? Like that's stuff that they've used on the challenge many a times before. It normally catches rookies out. Um, and then also talks about the fact that, you know, uh, let's let's make it one out of the two vets at least. And consistently, Michaela and Desi stands very tall here saying, no, we're going to put in uh, Bananas and Tori. We're going to go for the experienced players here. Uh, Bananas, at the end of the day, he is doing for their team, what you're doing for our team when it comes to yeah. teaching us through, coaching us how mm. to do these challenges. So why wouldn't we get rid of the coach? So West, for the very first time here, you know, he's used to getting his way with rookies. He really does not have any power in this game, which he obviously complains about a little bit afterwards with Bananas when they when they catch up after the vote is done. Yeah, he was not a fan because it's not often he gets out, like, again, a survivor term, but outwitted. Out, outplayed as well like he he can use his silver tongue and his brain to get things across but he's coming across some incredibly strong women that is having none of it um and wanting to play the game their way like <clears throat> we're gonna see and we're gonna talk about actually we'll talk about it later but the decision that Corey makes in episode three fessy in in as well like we're just seeing the the crumbling of what should have been a a stronger vet Alliance. Um, well, yeah, yeah that's, so, so that's the other thing. I'm as just well. reading. Yeah, I'm just reading a couple of those comments with Danica saying that you know when when the vets are gone, then they're going to come for those that are kind of undercover vets, and uh, that's also why reality. Rules I'm okay with that, though, right? If, that, if you're one of them, if you're if you're okay, so if because Chantel's bringing it up, if you are in that position, right? If you're a Corey or a Fessy or a Josh, and or even a Paulie. Uh, you're in that middle, I'm a vet, but not a vet, pseudo vet. Like they don't see me in the same group, but maybe I should be. <clears throat> if you are choosing sides, right, and you're kind of a floater in the middle, I can go with the vets, which I know that I could potentially be with. And I think it may actually still happen depending on how the, tw the cliffhanger plays out from episode three. Um, I could go with the vets or I can go with the rookies. Either way, no matter which side I'm on, I'm at the bottom of that alliance, right? I can either be at the bottom of the OG vets or I can be at the bottom of the new ones. 
I'm going to be at the bottom either way. So I need to choose which of those two I have a better chance against being from the bottom, playing from the yeah. bottom, right? And if you're getting towards, if you're getting deeper, if you're getting to the final, and even though you're at the bottom of whatever alliance, I would take my chances against these new guys than against Bananas and Wes every single day of the week, right? So I, I get it. They're going to be at the bottom either way. I don't know if you can do a survivor thing where you play on the vet side until it's the right time to start cutting yep. them. And they just don't you... have the numbers. Yeah, they don't just, have the numbers. The vets, so. the vets don't have the numbers. So if Corey, like, and we'll talk about this. I, I like Corey's move this week, and we'll talk about that a little bit later on because he's not going to win his way to the end. Somewhere he needs to buy a couple of weeks of safety before he needs to start going into eliminations uh, and sort of fight his way to get into the end game. Chadud, welcome back to the live stream. Thank you so much for that five Australian dollars. Nice. Uh, Chadud says, I finished season one of Traders, and now I'm up to date. It is really good. I'm glad we could recommend the show to you, and I'm glad you're enjoying it. We would love to have you back in the live to talk about that and you know uh i'm glad that you're enjoying the traders we also now have gregory and joanne here in the live with us welcome to both welcome. of you entry fears a like on this video please um if i may be cheeky for a second it does help with the youtube algorithm uh we are almost done with the the second episode here we're what sort you, of getting into can the i just go to again. the comments for a second go what do you think of um chantelle saying the fifth major sport, America's fifth sport. Willie Lloyd said it here, questioning what that is. And then Danica. I can't remember. Said, I can't remember if it was Paulie. No, this is actually correct. And I was so pleased when um, Danica pulled this up. It's not, it's Bill Simmons. Bill Simmons is one of my favorite podcasters and a longtime sports writer. And it was, this is kind of how I came into the challenge. I was aware of it because I watched The Real World. But there's yeah. a guy named Bill Simmons, and he is a sports – he's known as the sports guy. He 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 sold his um, podcast company to Spotify for like $150 million or whatever. He does sports, basketball, football, all that sort of thing. But years ago, like 15, 20 years ago, he was watching The Challenge and was actually covering it in his sports podcasting network and labeling it as America's fifth major sport. Um, and it's kind of <clears throat> has kept on through the years – and I, I used to glom onto that. I want to like, as almost like an evangelistic thing when I would put on Facebook and tell my friends years and years ago in Australia, I was, I don't know if I was the only person, but I was one of very few people watching the challenge a decade ago. And I used to tell my friends, it's the fifth major sport. Um, it's not, it's, it's a television show. There's so much rig. There's so much in it. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's but, not a but, sport But I can at see, but, but as someone like, I'm like the biggest, sports lover like i watch almost anything sports if it comes up I'll, I'll watch it you know even if it's darts i can sit through darts you know so for me um i can see why it appeals to people that are sportcasters i can see why people look at it as a sport because it's got elements like when i first started watching it i was like this is like crossfit but with drama and with yeah. getting to know the athletes and living with them in the house. And so I can see why that got people into it because that's what originally attracted me to the challenge. But then I ended up staying for a lot more than just the physical stuff. And I think if those that have been with me from the start, like Reality Realness, because obviously I podcasted with her from the start, she would know in the beginning, the biggest takes I had on the challenge was always based on 
you know, the sports side of it. Like, would I have the endurance to do that? Or what skill set would it require to? And, and I've actually moved away a lot from that. It's still a part of what I obviously look out for. But now it is the drama, the characters, the the TV element of it. I feel like um, young and fit. Yes, I always used to like the young and fit people on the show. Uh, where now <laughs> I'm kind of like, feel like I'm fighting for the old guy bananas on my own, on my own lonely little island saying he's not, he's not done yet. Um, you know, so, so it's, I've evolved with it as well, but it's the sport element that caught me with the fact that there was a lot of like survivor players coming over, big brother players coming over, players that I knew yeah. from other shows. So I'm a new school fan, but I appreciate the old school and I've gone back and watched a lot of the old school. So um, I think we should, we should embrace all of this. Like, don't look at it as a bad thing. I don't think the challenge will ever turn into a legitimate fifth sport. It's never going to just be sport. It, there has to be more than the physical aspect. They did cast, and this is where people have problems with it. They casted a lot of people that were like really fit and good looking for their physical abilities, but they were duds on the show. And I think that's what people had issues with. But now that they're starting to tip or, or, or go into the pool of Big Brother, CBS players and all that, a, a larger portion of players are coming in that have got the physical capabilities, but also can make for good characters on the show. Cause I think that they've got uh, the casting right here this season, but uh, we've got a tra off track a little bit here. I do want to talk about the uh, elimination here. Cause obviously at the end of this, we see the vote result coming in and Janae had five balls in the hopper. She does end up getting pulled into the arena to face Tori for what was going to be a champ versus champ battle. You know, and it's dropped the ball where black balls are worth one point, silver balls are worth three points. And uh, this was, it was bad. Like, I mean, I messaged Chantal when this was happening and I said to Chantal, did Tori just retire Janae? Like, is Janae done after this? Because <laughs> I felt like Tori, woman handled her all over the park. It was not even close. Wes said the only good thing that came out of this, you know, vet on vet blood being spilled out in the arena was the fact that maybe it will make people scared of throwing Tori back yeah. down there and throwing some of the vets down there for what they could do. What did you think of this? First of all, the the, the elimination itself, the giant plinko with like balls in at the end, was like fascinating. I I love the idea of it. I think it was extreme and crazy because if you think about it, like a balls in would normally be. I think a maximum of five rounds, right? Yeah. So like 10, 10 interactions, 10 at bat, five with the ball, five defending, five tackling. Didn't he say he was dropping 30 of them? Yeah, there was a like, lot. It was a yeah. lot. And every single one of them was a physical, like she was just getting thrown to the ground. And, and they didn't even put padding on that wall, by the way. When the, the thing came down, every single time Janae beat her to that wall, she was going to eat it with her face. And it was just a wooden wall, which Tori was slamming her into. So it was a very physical, very difficult challenge, one that was geared towards Tori. And I know there are people on Facebook, and I've already seen online people saying, oh, of course it's rigged for Tori. They, Tori's a face, so they gave her a, a physical challenge. And I think the thing about the challenge and we've said this one of the big differences between the challenge and survivor is the physical nature of it we've just come off talking about it as the fifth major sport that's also very true if it was a sport Devin wouldn't be a champion so we're talking about it being a major sport being physical and for those people that are saying the producers rigged that Tori was going in so they put a a head a head smasher 
on there instead of a more uh, mental challenge, which Janae probably would have won or or has stood a better chance. I think it's just a sign of the challenge that majority of the eliminations now are incredibly physical. It's not that they yeah. pick and choose for Tori. It's just that so many of them are so that anytime you have a Tori going down there, she's going to have an increased likelihood that the the challenge will, the, the elimination will suit her particular skill set being a physical, physical player. And she showed that. I, I do hope that it puts a little bit of respect on her name, not only with the other challenges, but people remember why she kind of got to her place of prominence in the first place is because she's very, very good at this game. Yeah, and listen, I just love the fact that her back's against the wall. I love the fact that a lot of these vets once again have to remind people of their credentials in the game. And it's going to make for an entertaining season, but Tori does end up uh, remaining in blue. You know, so we haven't had... Michelle ended up staying in red. Tori remains in blue. No one has changed teams yet. Uh, I feel like it is. The reason I think it is is because blue is a very strong team. I think there's a high likelihood that blue will win more than what they'll lose at this stage. The one thing for me, though, that I'm very interested in is going to be the next decision because I do think Bananas is going to change teams, but we'll talk about that at the end of this next section. And let's talk... With Tori, though, I was like... I mean, it's it's all just... You you run through the scenarios and it's just fantasy. But I was like, imagine if she, like, took Amanda, right? Amanda's spot. Mm. And it's Desi, Michaela, Tori with Wes... Monty, Luis, and then coming up the next one, maybe Bananas makes yeah, a choice. Yeah, but, but you've, like, got to remember, been... you've got to remember, Tori's up until this point, because we haven't spoken about what happens in the next episode yet, yeah. she has had her way with the blue team. They've listened to her. Corey's been on her side. She doesn't have the knowledge that Corey is going to turn coat on the vets here and that she's going to lose power in that team. She probably still thinks she can play with them. But for Bananas, I've got a very interesting theory on what Bananas potentially could do if he does end up changing teams. So I, I want to talk about the twist as a whole and what can be done with the twist later on, if that's okay. And I want to get into episode three here next, right? So episode three, we spoke about the Tori and Amanda blow up. We spoke about the fake friend comment. Uh, we spoke about Alyssa Al saying, cry me a river, um, you know, just being really anti-vet at the moment, which I know will annoy challenge fans that have been there since the start. Uh, I love it. Like, I like. listen, I love the vets, but I also love a fight. So I don't mind it, even though I think Alyssa is going to have to prove herself in the sand at some point because she's not doing well in these daily challenges yet. We spoke about the secret garden that was created. Um, don't really want to go down that path again with you, Kuna, but seems like a really good, strong <laughs> alliance that's developing there. And then a very interesting conversation happens early on here between Bananas, Wes and Corey, talking about the vets, you know, um, but Fessy is Corey's number one, he says. So he doesn't really care so much for them. And obviously at the end of this episode, we know Corey's going to go in his own direction. So let's talk about that a little bit. Because uh, I know reality realness, uh, Chantel is low on Corey's move because he is going to get taken out at some point. But you and I kind of touched on it. I like this move for Corey personally. I feel like this is a payback season for Corey. He has been made a fool by these vets for many seasons where they just dis- they use him as a number in the original seasons and they discard of him when they can. He's never really been someone that they were loyal to until the end. So I don't feel like he's being too disloyal to them in any way here. He's never been Wes or Bananas' guy, you know, in the game. And I kind of 
felt a little bit of young buck energy coming back here from Corey and going in his own way, you know, because he's kind of become bland for me on the show. I know Corey's loved by a lot of people that love the challenge, but he's kind of like just been there. He's been wallpaper for me for many seasons now. And him going his own way, I think is a really, really good move here because like we said, he's not going to win his way until the end, the whole season. And if he goes up against Bananas or Wesson in elimination, who knows what's going to happen? So rather get rid of them early on while you still can and you potentially don't have to go against them and then hopefully you run out of luck towards the end and then you only have to win one or two eliminations to get to the end instead of fighting for your life every single mm. episode. Plus, remember, Fessy's this guy. Fessy's got some numbers with Big Brother. Who knows? He could work his way in there because people don't look at him as an ego. People don't look at him as this abrasive vet character. He's never won a championship. So maybe he there's some runway for him there. I, I don't want him to go down with the ship here. So I, I like this move from, from uh, Corey. I, I didn't at first because I did think yeah, like that scenario, which I said before, you're either with the vets or you're on the bottom of the rookies anyway. So you're at the bottom either way. It's like, which one are you more comfortable with? Especially, I know you hate it when people think this way, but some of these people, when it is your career, you need to think long-term. And maybe it will be a benefit to to butt up against um, bananas because that adds... You know, you you get brought back the next season as a rival versus as a as a friend. So maybe that that'll help. But I don't know. He he is with these people all the time. I don't know if the second episode or the third episode was the time to make that decision because I've said this about the challenge. One of the things we love about on Bananas Pod with Paulie, he said that they have planned to work together, and the first chance he had, he flips. And then Chloe oh. says, "I love Corey." But he said to Wes and Bananas going into the season that he wanted to end their beef and work with them going forward. I'm not sure on this move this week. I still like to see him do well. Yeah. Uh, I think it'll. I think it's going to work for Corey this season, but it will have consequences for him in the future when he goes back to the main show. I'm sure. But then again, was Corey ever like, like was he ever guaranteed like a cozy spot in the main show? In any case, I don't think so. So I don't know. Like uh, I think I he, I think he was. I think he is. If he wants to, he's the one that took the break. He said, "I'm going to mm. be a father for a while." And he did TV. No, no, I don't, I don't mean. I don't mean. I don't oh, mean from in the regards show. to Willie. Yeah, I don't mean in regards to him getting right, a callback. Right, right, I mean, right. like, if he was to go into any season with them, was he ever going to be someone that no. they would look out for in any case? Like, I don't think so. So I don't know. No, if but maybe really... this is the way you do it, right? Maybe, maybe he's been but there I like longer. The than, that, he's been there longer than Tori. He's been there longer than Fessy. Like, could he cement I've got himself a, with them? I've got a hot, hot take when it comes to Paulie a bit later on. A hot take. So the I feel thing, like a lot of people are missing stuff on that. But, but, but yeah, you go ahead. You finish your thoughts. The negative side on Corey's move, and this is like when we look at you know we talk about it as as a sport, and you analyze and you see both sides and that sort of thing. The the unique thing about the challenge, which is one of the things I love the most, and we said it the other day, Chris, is that despite what happens with the politics, despite what happens with the vote, you still have your chance in the sand to come back, and it's on your shoulders. It doesn't matter about the politics. doesn't matter about the social. We've said before that you could come in, play the worst social game ever, put everyone off, just swear in their faces, cause fights everywhere. As long as you can back yourself in the sand, you still have a place in the game, right? You can come back. So the other thing is, this early on, you make it clear. You turn on a Bananas, you turn on a West, you turn on the Vets that go into eliminations, come back, 
take out one of your numbers or take like whatever they come back eventually like there is that chance that you're running into people that are pissed off that are competent that run this game from not just like they might not be running it like socially because we've seen the secret garden doing their thing now and they're they're running the game but as long as you have these people in physical characteristics physical challenges physical dailies as well as eliminations there's always a chance you cannot get rid of them. It's not up to you. It's up to yeah. the, the the arena. And if they're coming back, then Corey could be in big trouble here. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, Jacob here says, Corey has the young bucks, but Hunter is gone. And Nelson is recovering from his injury, so he's lost this core group. He needs to probably rework and build some allies in the game if he wants to come back long-term. Uh, Reality Realness here says he could have played it better by burning yeah. a vote or saying I was outnumbered and it was uh, and was to make it look like I'm working with the rookies. And I think that's something Corey isn't good at. He's not good at playing a deceiving, uh, backstabbing, strategic type of game because, you know, he kind of took the bait from Alyssa Lopez when she said, blame us and say you were outnumbered. But he did it in a very flaky manner <laughs> in the way that he did it. So the delivery wasn't as clean possibly yeah. as it could have he been still voted the for them. He still voted for them. Yeah. He could have completely burnt, looked around the room and said, it doesn't matter what I do here. If I pile on or I, or I burn a vote, bananas is going in any other way. You've won guys. Let me not put that name out of my mouth. Like what Tori does every season. She goes, I know what's going to happen here. I just don't want to say it. So I can at least look at that person in the eye. And he could have done that. But then I guess the other side is the rookies or the, the, the powerful alliance could have said, well, you're obviously not on mm. our side and that looks bad. So, But I don't know if it would have got to that because regardless of what Corey does, he's not going to move as number one target ahead of a Western of Bananas. You know what I mean? So he could have 100%. burnt the vote and said, look, you guys have got this. I know what's going to happen. I'm just going to not say the name, but I'm I'm blessing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, interesting. Lauren here says, did Corey really say Fessy is his number one? What the hell? Last season, he was telling Nelson not to trust that man. And then Pete says, which is why the vets don't work with him. He is all over the place um, when it comes to the strategy side of the game. And it's like I said, Corey's got a lot of love from people. I, I don't, don't get me wrong. I actually like Corey, but I don't think he, like, I'm like you, Kern. Like, I don't, like, you've said he's the worst competitor in challenge history. I don't know if I agree no, no, necessarily no. with that. But, I need to you know, clarify that because I say it. I say it. When I say statistically, like dailies, eliminations, all that. Not that. I just mean yeah. the the tenure. He's done nine seasons now, going to ten. And like we said, it took CT nine seasons to win his first. It took Tori seven seasons to win his her first. Like people are usually winning them in the first five to six seasons. And when you go seven, eight seasons, now he's ending up being the male Anissa or the male Nani where you're always coming back, mm. you're now going nine, ten seasons long, and he's not in that winning category at all. Or has come close, but not really. You know what I mean? It's not like he was yeah. ever like... He came second, but he didn't push first. You know what I mean? So that's what I mean. Like, I don't think he's the worst overall competitor. I just mean number of seasons I, I, without I like success, sweat, he's pushing it. I just like to see you sweat and call you out for that comment. Like, I feel like I'm like how Amanda's gonna have bragging rights on pulling Tyler up from a challenge. I'm gonna have I'm, I'm gonna have bragging rights or calling rights on that for a very long time here on the podcast. But uh, let's welcome Angel Cake Entertainment. Drew is in the house saying Corey needed to pick a side. Riding the fence wouldn't do much for his long game, and I, I don't know if he's riding a fence yet 
on this season because if he follows up with voting with the Secret Garden and voting with Fessy moving forward in the game, I think he just did pick a side. It might just not be the side that people want him to pick with the vets moving forward. So I don't know. I, I'm the, the vote, the verdict yeah. is still out on how this is going to play out for him on this season. I think this season it could still play out well, but I think the long-term consequences of going against the vet vets here in this specific episode, that's going to be something. I'm, get, I'm getting called out again. Look, BBG said it as well. Isn't Leroy worse? Paul said, yes. Tell him BBG. That's, that's where Corey is approaching. Corey is the new Leroy. Yeah, but we love Leroy. No, no Leroy bashing yeah, yeah. on this. Line I don't have a problem with Corey either. I just think, yeah. and I'll I'll put a bet here. Anyone in the chat, he will not win this season. There you go. Yeah, he yeah. won't win but, this season. By the way, while I've got, I know I congratulated Drew on this big achievement when we did the the power rankings, but I want to again congratulate Drew. And I know he doesn't like the attention for reaching thirty thousand subs on YouTube. You know, that's an amazing achievement for challenge fans and for fan podcasts, yeah. channels, you know, that cover the show to be able to get that amount of following. That's absolutely amazing. Uh, Drew, you inspire us to keep going and, and do better on this channel as well. And then also thank you for always showing love to our little channel here, the Nullify Tech channel as well. We really, really appreciate the support. And if you don't know who Drew is, if you don't know who the Angel Cake Entertainment channel is, what rock did you live under for the last, you know, five years? Go subscribe to the man. He does more than anyone else when it comes to challenge content. This is his bread and butter. Um, we're part-timers in comparison to, to Drew. So go follow him. Uh, okay. So the other big, big part here of this episode. Now, Drew, funny enough, got to interview Paulie this week, which I'm sure will come out at some stage if it isn't out yet. Um, and Drew, feel free to drop where people can watch that interview here in the, the live if, if you want to direct them that way. Uh, you know, Paulie comes out with a lot of interesting sort of, mm. you know, re what, what do you call it? Relevation, re revelations, revelations this week, revelations yeah. this week, you know, having a conversation with Tori, who we know he's close with, like him and Tori have actually had this bond even back in War of the Worlds 2. They know each other outside of the game and stuff. So obviously he feels comfortable talking he, to her, even though Cara Maria doesn't like her. Party. Yeah, he, he went, went to the engagement party. party. Yeah, <laughs> so he was, he was showing didn't. respect. Yeah, so so she didn't like him, but Paulie's always been good with, with, I think, both of them. But really, Tori is someone he knows, so he feels comfortable. And he says that, you know, growing up, he always looked up to people like Freddie Mercury, obviously, Queen, great singer, um, other really flamboyant types of personalities that wore certain types of clothes. And growing up, he wasn't sure if he was attracted to men or women. And we're getting to know Paulie at a level here that we've never gotten to know him. And especially talking about the fact that he was when he was on previous seasons, he needed to almost prove to himself and others that he was the most macho man out there, the most alpha, you know, and very much like that turbo kind of mentality that I expected him to have coming in to this season. And by the way, turbo, I just found out today on the angel cake Patreon live is not doing well. He's in hospital and stuff. So, you know, I don't know mm. what's wrong with turbo. I hope, you know, similar to like with Nelly going through his own struggles that everything is okay and that he gets out because we don't want anybody to, you know, when you see this, if you if you like the person, well, I am a Turbo fan, but even if you're not a Turbo fan, you could probably think, man, like, let's hope this guy gets back up on his feet. But, yeah. you know, I, I expected him to come into this game with that kind of fire, but he was very low down. He, he seems like he's worked through a lot of demons. How did this conversation sit with you? Do you, because I'm seeing a lot of fans are turning around on Paulie now and they're really having his back after this episode and especially the stuff that he revealed on this episode. How, how, how does this all come across for you? Uh, am I liking poorly? Like, is that, 
Is that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm struggling with all Clip these it. feelings similar to Paulie. I'm like, I thought for so long I was anti-Paulie. I hated his antics, but I've kind of grown over the years and seen his growth. And I'm like going through a change myself where I'm like, this guy's all right. He's been good this season. And I, I'm a big, like, look at this. This is, I'm exactly the same as Pete here. Growth from Polly was not on my bingo card. <laughs> I did not anticipate at all coming into this season and liking, um, sorry, Paulie's, um journey, like in air quotes. Um, I, I appreciated his honesty. I, I like someone that can sort of own massive things in their life and change it to say that, you know, I was this aggressive alpha because I was trying to overcompensate. And it's such a, like, I wouldn't say it's, it's I don't want to diminish what he's going through or anything, but I was going to say it's almost like cliched that the I think you doth protest too much, sir. The guys that are way too aggro, way too alpha, many of them are just that way. But then you go, ah, there's some of you are like covering up for something else. And once he kind of accepted that and realized who he is and his love of fur, and awesome jackets, then he kind of got more okay with himself. And we see a calmer, more natural Paul. He's having amazing conversation with Tori who has these connections. And rather than just aggro fighting everyone, like barking, he, he was like the male Amanda. You know what I mean? Like Amanda, I don't know if she's going to come out with some revelation next season about yeah. the changes she's going through, but I, I loved it. I love seeing a calmer, like, even though it may not... Actually, I'm going to take that back. I was going to say, even though it may not be as entertaining television, I think it was completely entertaining television in a different way. We, we've gotten the drama from him. We've gotten the fighting. And now we're seeing this growth, which is amazing to see as well. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm going to disagree. I think that is entertaining to see someone go through that. Um, so, like, yeah, it's maybe not as entertaining as as the fights and the screaming, but... I loved seeing it, and I thought it was really great to put on. I I got disappointed when I did see it, Chris, initially, because I was like, oh, he's getting a bit of a thing here. It's either he's going home at the end of this episode or he's going to win at the end of this episode, and I'm worried that it might be the other way. Like, they're not going to – usually they would give that package in the final, like when he's – you know what I mean? So There was a lot of things going through my head coming onto this podcast because I've seen a lot of love for Polly online. I've always really appreciated Polly for the entertainment value that he brings to my screen. And I've always known because, you know, obviously I, I, I'm a big fan of Cara Maria. So I keep, I keep tabs on both Cara Maria and Polly and all the podcasts they do and the things they say off, outside of the show. Um, so I kind of had a certain expectation of Polly coming into the season. Like uh, Dabu here sort of says, when he says Polly talks so much shit on podcast about these vets, blaming them for not getting cast to come back and be buddy-buddy with them. It's corny. Um, and I was very, like, yeah, you know, coming coming into this, I was I was really worried because firstly, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, if Paulie's doing this work as a human being, it's awesome. And if he's accepting himself and, you know, if he's a calmer human being and it makes him a better person outside of this game, because this is just the game at the end of the day, then that supersedes anything that he brings from an entertainment value to the show, if that makes sense. But I feel like for us as an audience, it's a loss because I like angry Paulie. I like Paulie that comes in there, wants to get to the end, bring the drama. I think that he brought a certain element to the game that now with him coming in being this quiet and 
basically kissing the ring of bananas and that. I don't think it's as entertaining, but for, like I said, at, from a human side, I, I don't want to take away from what he's going through. And I don't want to take away from the growth that he's experiencing because that is amazing. I'm worried if we see Paulie back in the future, what is he going to bring to the show? Like maybe it is going to be, he's going to be an example for people that are struggling with the same things that he struggled with. And that's going to be his new storyline now that people will gravitate towards and find entertainment out of. But I do feel like we have, as we've gained something, we've lost something with Paulie as well. And I think he brought a different energy that we probably didn't expect. I'm 50-50 on this. From a, like, And again, this is from a game perspective, not from yeah, him yeah. as a human being, not from him doing the work outside of this. I think that's all good stuff. But I do think we somehow we've lost a little bit with Chloe as well on the game. Um, look, I think there's the potential that um, it could go either way. Right. But I think someone like Paulie, who has that fire inside, because he's been a professional or semi professional, professional athlete, like he's a competitor. And Bananas said that to him at the end and made him cry a little bit. And, and he kind of got that validation from the OGs. He got that acceptance from yeah. the he Godfather. Always, he, he, was like, he was like Wes. He just wanted to be Bananas' friend. Yeah. Well, he got the he got the blessing. Like he, he, he got from the man himself, which solidifies him maybe maybe it might be smart he's been in the wilderness for a couple of years right we know yeah. that he got taken off the show maybe what if conspiracy theory here right there is an outside chance here that paulie has not changed at all he could and still be the same asshole, but he got <laughs> taken off the show for years multiple seasons in a row yeah. he's like i want back on this show i'm playing nice and i'm gonna kiss the ring of the godfather himself Bananas yeah. is gonna bless me, and now I'm in I'm gonna, his group. I'm, I'm gonna. He, he spoke to. He spoke to. Uh, and again, I just want to say we're 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 joking around. We don't know this. I'm not calling Paulie out and saying that this is the case. But you know, if you were to talk to like someone that helped you with your image, and you're like, "How can I change my image? I'm going back this season. I'm gonna be strategic about it. We know Paulie's a strategic guy. What can I do to get people to soften up on me so that I can come back and do future seasons? <laughs> like that he's be doing the biggest everything. Editor move ever. <laughs> Jeez, but people if that came out people would hate him yeah, for no, saying like, the things that he said in this last episode. and i don't want to i don't want to say that he's lying because i don't know i'm just it's it just seems so different and i think we're gonna have to see him on for that reason alone i want to see him on multiple seasons so i can suss his yeah. behavior out and see if he's consistent with the stuff that he's brought out i think paulie is a competitor he's always going to have that fire in his belly no matter what so he'll always yeah. come and compete. And I think that nature, because we know that it's there, as much as you change in an environment like this, the pressure cooker of the house, the competitiveness, the stress of politics and having being on the chopping block, all that sort of thing, I think it can come out of him. Like he'll still push and he'll still stand up for himself and he'll still fight. He just won't be the same aggro yeah pushing for no reason and I, like we've seen like every single other player on this on the show um they mentioned ct being angry and using that fire and, and growing from it but how many people do we see be strong fierce competitors will stand up and 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 get into the fights but they're not necessarily angry all the time right he can mm. still have that he's not like it's not a it's not binary funnily enough considering what he's talking about but it's not binary that i'm either going to be the psycho or i'm going to be placid and nothing there's an in-between and he's a human right so he'll still have that fire in him it's just about how he can control it and use it more beneficially and choosing when it comes out as opposed to just completely uncontrolled well 
Well, the only person Paulie really didn't get along with was mm. Bananas, right? Because him and Wes have had a relationship outside of the challenge for a very long time. With Jordan. Him and, him and, him and uh, yeah, him and Jordan, I feel like they, even though they didn't like each other, they had a mutual respect for each other. Yeah. And then <laughs> Kyle, I mean, Kyle, Kyle's not in that category, but I was going to say CT, <laughs> CT as well yeah. and, and him get along really well because of the Karamaria yeah. CT connection. So he just needed to get Bananas on board. And now that he's got Bananas on board, I think this opens the door for more Pauly in the future. Uh, but I'm sure we're going to talk about Pauly in a little bit again. We're going to come back to that as we sort of go through this episode here. Uh, the daily challenge is called Capside on this one, where they have to swim out in the water. We already spoke about how cold it was there. A lot of people were struggling, not just with the swimming aspect of it, but they were freezing. And for those that have never jumped into ice, ice cold water, I've done it a few times, your whole body seizes up. So even if you're a good swimmer, it's very hard to actually swim and move your body in very cold water. And a few people really struggled with this. You know, I, I ranked Tiffany very low in my power rankings for a reason. I think strategically, she's brilliant. I love her um, confessionals. I love what she brings through the show. Like, I, I'm a Tiffany fan, so it, it pains me to take my emotions of, you know, uh, loving her as a person out of it when it comes to the rankings part of it. But I felt justified when I saw her struggle here in this episode as well as quite a few other people that were just not good at the swimming part. And Team Red Flag really heavily sort of, um, they were heavily relying on Bananas and Paulie and Michelle to carry the weight for them in the strategy part of it and actually memorizing the symbols on the back of the boat, which yeah. ended up coming mm. short when you look at other teams where they were all working together, memorizing, say, four four pieces at a time so they can do it a lot quicker out there. But again, we saw... Paulie sort of put that growth into work here. And I want to give him a shout out. The amount of help he gave to people swimming and, you know, he was helping Josh. He was helping Tiff. He was helping so many people out there. It was really impressive to see. Yeah, very much so. Paulie, again, using, channeling that into a positive impact and working well with Bananas, who's using his experience. It was, it was, it was good to watch. I think knowing what I said earlier about Bananas, able to look at a game and figure out the best possible shortcut or the best best possible way to do it. I think disadvantaged going first. Had red team gone second, it might have been a little bit of a different story, but and they would have seen that 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 process that relying on Michelle specifically and only for a lot of the memory was really difficult. And and they still finished it. They came second what was it like a couple minutes. It was it was pretty close, wasn't it? But not like neck and neck blue really did once they saw the right way to do it um go about setting yeah and and blowing red out of the water green no no chance in this one at all unfortunately but it was it was a really good challenge again everything that i like about the challenge physical incredibly difficult they added the freezing element but it's got the communication the teamwork everything Thing, the the mentors in one new package that we've never seen before, which is completely cool. Awesome. I, we lost you there for a second, but you're back now. Um, 
yeah, love the challenge. I, I will talk through this quickly here because we've got about another 11 minutes before uh, I do have to jump off. Sadly, I've got a hard finish here. So I want to get through a few things here at the end. But, you know, love the challenge, love the 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 aspect of it, ha having to do the teamwork, capsizing the boat, getting all of these um, symbols, having to swim back out. And like you said, some people stood out. Uh, one other highlight for me was the interaction between Wes and Michaela before they even went out for the swim with uh, Wes saying that, you know, he's a team player and he's aligned to one player today and then Michaela sort of calling him out saying that's not what I heard and then he says Michaela is one of the most paranoid players that has ever played the game <laughs> that is why I love Michaela Michaela brought a lot of that energy to Survivor and I'm starting to see Michaela get that energy on the challenge so hopefully that's good things for her moving forward and we get to see a lot more of her but ultimately Blue wins this and um, it's again it's just that team is so strong Seabass he's a captain which I'm sure Tori finds very attractive you know real life Captain Jack Sparrow um, knows how to capsize a boat. Uh, and obviously, he wanted to keep Tory safe. So Seabass is the white knight um, running in to save Tory and win this daily challenge, which is uh, hilarious for me to see as well. It was cool. Like I, I like seeing Sebastian actually contribute. <laughs> I was worried that he's not bringing too much to the show beyond... Um, telling Tori that he's really, 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 really attracted to her personality, um, which is one of the cringiest <laughs> things I've ever heard on this show. <laughs> um, but he did. He, he, he did well. He contributed. And, and yeah, interesting to see um, contributions from one of the things that I'm not necessarily struggling because it, it, it feeds into what we like, Chris. But I'm like, this is USA. This is not flagship. It's not on MTV. It's the CBS show, and they're highlighting CBS. But so much of the first few episodes has been focused on the vets, not necessarily a good way because they're trying to get them out, but they're, they're still, trouble, when it's not their show, it's still their show. They're still the center and the focus of everything. And seeing other people get a little bit of shine and, and a little bit of a chance to show some good is always a good thing. Yeah. Um. So... A bit of conversation happening here in the live that I've missed as we've been talking about it, but reality saying men need therapy because they cover pain with anger. And then Pete saying, uh, neither was I, I freaking hated him, told my mom I would have taken him out physically in a brawl if I was on the show, but now I can't help but want to hug him. Um, and then talking about therapy for five years. And and that's why what I said about Paulie earlier on, where we were like, oh, maybe he's playing this game up. And, you know, again, like we're just looking at all possibilities. I'm not saying that that is what he's doing. And I think that it is great that someone like Paulie out there is advocate or he's not fully advocating, but he's at least putting in a good word for therapy. And you know, if you're mm. struggling with stuff in life, life sometimes life can get a lot on people. And even the people you think that are like they're doing good on their own and they they look successful. And you know, check on your most successful mates sometimes as well, because those are sometimes people that also have their own struggle. And everybody goes through this stuff, and life can get hard. And sometimes you go through more than what you can deal with on your own. And I'm glad that we're getting into a day and age where things like therapy is accepted, mental health is important. We've got a day in Australia and New Zealand um, specifically for that. Uh, are you okay? This is what we call the day, and it's yeah. it's checking on your mates. So just for anybody that struggles and that listens to this podcast and that you know watch the show and stuff like that, and I know for a lot of people it's also an outlet to forget about their day to day. And, and they just want to watch a show like this, you know, like never be afraid to reach out to someone that you can trust. And if you don't have it, seek 
professional help and, and talk to someone. I just wanted to to make that clear and just let people know that us talking about all angles on Paulie is not because we're actually questioning him. We're just we're just having fun. We're just talking about the broader picture of wouldn't it be a 40 chess move if he did that? You know, so I just want to know people I wanted to make sure people know that. Kuna, anything yeah, you wanted to add yeah. on that? Yeah, like Paulie, his growth and what he's showing this season is a testament to the the benefit and power that you know seeking help and, and therapy can can have, and, and he's showing the, the 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 plus side, the positive, not that there's negatives necessarily, but I'm just saying like he's shown what can actually happen and the changes that can happen from one dude in a, in a relatively short amount of time as well, you know. So mm. absolutely, if you if you need help, seek it out. I'm I'm not afraid of that at all. I've used it through uh, work and all that sort of thing when things get a bit tough. It's always good to talk to someone. Yeah, and uh, Pete says here, even if it was a 40 chess move, it will still bring at least a few more men to therapy, all all benefits. Yeah, 100%. And um, some people need to hear this stuff, and they need to see role models if they don't have it in their life, um, even if it's on TV, go through these experiences to to get them to action and, and, and do something about their mental state. So, yeah, I just wanted to address that since I saw the comments there. Um, obviously, you know, ultimately here in this episode, we're going to get the Bananas versus Paulie showdown it was really impressive seeing them on the elimination. And I like the elimination. I like the fact that they had the ice block that they were standing on. It was a survivor challenge with holding their hand up with a bunch of fish guts above their head. And they had the flamethrowers underneath the ice blocks. That I like that's the so ice. challenge. Eh? The, the challenge is so like, cool. what if we did an endurance one like survivor? Yeah, but what let's if we had flamethrowers? <laughs> let's do let's improve on it let's make, let's make like that, fire. it's like if they had elon musk as their special consultant and how can we improve <laughs> this challenge and elon musk was i know let's just put some flamethrowers in there <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing and and i was impressed by the accuracy of both of them throwing that 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 target over yeah. and over hitting it like really impressive really and again good. it shows it shows that paulie like you said have got a lot in the tank. I've always known he's a competitor. Maybe he gasses out at the end because he goes that hard, but he is a competitor. He is an athlete. And for him to go toe to toe with one of the best to ever do it. And then sadly um, miss out on the end. That was sad to see, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of becoming uh, outside of bananas being like all whiny, which really, if he just didn't do that, I would have been. That was in. funny though. The edit oh, on, the, whiny. on the complaint <laughs> The little violin that they played him. <laughs> I was like, just just shut up, bananas! Like, take the underdog title and fight from the bottom. We want to see that, you know. And so I'm I'm kind of happy he's still there because, obviously, he was my first male pick for the season on the draft. So on that point, I was very happy. But you know, I I still think bananas could he could do damage this season. He could still stay oh, in yeah. there. He still has it. He's an old guy. He's got back problems out there, but he gets through the pain, Kuna. I think he's lucky that the the male side of the house is so open. There doesn't seem to be a clear-cut alliance for the men, and there definitely doesn't seem to be a clear-cut um, winner or someone who's at the at the head of the field anyway. And as long as he's still in the game, he's still got a shot. Um, yeah. Well, that, that was the, that's what I was going to say. It was so fascinating to see that um, the last time we – not the last time we saw Paulie, but last time these two faced off against each other – it was a hand above the head hold well natalie actually beat him as opposed to paulie but paulie's team eliminated bananas and you kind of get that that full circle now with the same endurance hands above the head challenge um that came down to throwing a is, do you know if paulie's left-handed or right-handed i don't I'm know because i know some fans that, would know 
Well, is that the, was that bananas being a little bit more strategy because he chose to raise his left hand, right? If if I was given that opportunity, I'd go well. If I'm keeping my hand in the air for longer, my right arm is going to be much stronger to be able to do that with because I'm right-handed, right? But he mm. went, I'm going to put my left hand up, risk the endurance being shorter on my left hand for the accuracy of the throwing on my right hand, which I don't know if there really was that much calculation put in. But poorly throwing with his left ended up missing that last one. So yeah, it could be all strategy. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not too sure. But I wanted to talk about the decision here at the end. They they leave us us on a cliffhanger where Bananas now has got to make a decision if he's going to stay with his team or go somewhere else. We all know he's going somewhere else. Bananas is a gamer. He's going to give the production team what they want. No one has played a risky game so far, and we know that playing mm. a risky game is gonna is going to be the theme of the season. I personally believe he's probably going into either the green or the blue team, maybe the blue team. Um, but now Corey's just turned against them. So I feel like you want to go to a place where there's vets. So maybe go even with like a Wes or some somebody, give numbers to the vets in a team where they can start influencing a vote. So if more if more vets starts getting thrown into eliminations and they start threatening to team up with other vets in a team, they could finally start gaining some power in this game and getting numbers. So I feel like, you know, we had this uh, confessional in the second episode where Banana said, at some point, the only um, tool in your disposal is going to be the threat of leaving your team and joining another team. So I feel yeah. the vets are going to do that. They've played this game in long enough where maybe it becomes a thing where people get scared to throw the vets in because they're going to team up together in a team to get rid of certain rookies in that team. So I feel like Bananas is going to make the most of this uh, in this next episode. So I, I definitely, I would have, as soon as I saw it, I was like, either take out Corey as revenge and then you're with Tori and Fessy or take out Sebastian and then use that opportunity to get Corey and Fessy back on side. And now all of a sudden you're on that team with Tori, Fessy, Corey, Bananas. And yeah, like maybe he can get Corey back on side after, because we know he flip-flops. And does bananas work his magic and actually get him back on side again? Like that's what I would I would go to the blue. I would take out Sebastian, fill that team with vets and slash pseudo vets that you think you've got a better chance of you don't have a dusty that's gonna do everything you say, yeah. but maybe you can work something with Corey and Fessy. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. Listen, I've had a lot of time talking about these two episodes here. I do have a hard finish today. Sorry, guys, that I have to jump off a little bit earlier here than what I would have liked. But I know we rushed through the end bit here, but we spoke about a lot. I hope you guys had a lot of fun in the live. I had a lot of fun talking about it and pulling up the comments. Thank you so much for everybody. I think at one point we had over 50 people here watching live as we discussed these two episodes. Thank you for dropping in. Thank you for commenting, being so active in the community here on the Nullified Take and being part of the TNT fam. Uh, and, you know, we'll see you guys next week where we'll talk about the next two episodes as well. Uh, I can see Danica saying we need more. And I'm, I'm so sorry that I got to jump, but I've got a hard meeting that I've got to do straight after this. So I'm going to have to jump off. But I do really, really appreciate everybody for being here. Please consider subscribing, hitting like on this, sharing the content. And uh, on that note, guys, sorry for dropping you so quickly here. I will see you next week where we will talk about uh, the next week's action as well. Kahuna does know. He's spoken to me. He's told me <laughs> off outside of the lives. We'll catch you guys. <laughs> Get you guys See next everyone. Time. Bye.